Big idea. Jesus never unintentionally reacted emotionally. Our weekly identity statement. I do not have to instinctively react to situations. I can choose the best response and learn to respond like Christ. And our memory verse, no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Luke chapter 6, verse 43 through 45. Jesus was compassionate, anxious, angry, joy or joyful, sad. He grieved. He was amazed. He felt pain. He experienced shame and, and many other emotions. But we don't have time to get into them all. And I've chosen not to focus on those that we are most familiar with. I feel like we have a good understanding of the compassion of Jesus, so we won't spend a lot of time there. Uh, We'll be spending a whole week on the gentleness of Jesus, so we don't need to go there either. But there are some I think we should pay special attention to because they are blaring in our time. Today, I want to look at the fact that Jesus uh, experienced anxiety and stress. Now, we don't see a lot of anxiety and stress in Jesus' life, but it is there. I've struggled with anxiety in my life. Funny, uh, I've never really felt anxious, but my brain sent feelings of anxiety to my chest and arm and face and jaw. If you've had problems with anxiety, you know that it's not something that's restricted to your mind, but your mind often sends those anxious feelings out to your body. Luke chapter 22, verse 40 through 44 When he arrived at the place, this is in the garden of Gethsemane, the night before he was going to be led out to be crucified. When he arrived at the place in the garden, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and began to pray, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Now an angel from heaven appeared to him, strengthening him, and being in agony, he was praying very fervently, and his sweat became like drops of blood falling down upon the ground. And verse 44, that word agony in the Greek is the word agonia. It means struggle for victory as in gymnastic exercise and wrestling. It's that kind of agony. It also means mental anguish. It's severe emotional struggle, anguish. In other words, Jesus was severely stressed out. His anxiety was at a level 10 to the point that his body actually reacted to the stress and anxiety that he was feeling by sweating drops of blood. This condition is known as hematohydrosis. It's a rare condition where an individual suffers from extreme levels of stress and can sweat drops of blood from the forehead, face, and other parts of the body. As a society, stress and anxiety are climbing the charts at unprecedented levels. If you were to graph it, the line would nearly go straight up, vertical. There's something very wrong with our culture. While we don't have the time to get into all that here, we do need to understand some things about stress. First, it's there for a reason. Stress and anxiety are there by design. They are warning signs. They are sirens which are sounding to us the siren to tell us that something is going on. For me, the physical symptoms of stress were the warning signs that I was overcommitted in the church in various ways and I needed to pull back. 
Jesus was experiencing stress for a reason. He had severe mental anguish. He was mentally wrestling with the Father. He knew the toll it was going to take on him physically, mentally, emotionally, and relationally. And here we see him wrestling with the Father about it. I think we've done this passage a great disservice, in my own opinion. We have softened it as if it were just a casual prayer that Jesus prayed. I don't know about you, but, but I've never experienced hematohydrosis in casual times of prayer with God. I've never experienced it in any time of prayer with God. So if Jesus was sweating drops of blood, it's because he was in severe mental anguish. He was deeply wrestling with the Father about what was going on to the point that an angel came to minister to him. Jesus was experiencing the stress for a reason, and he was about to go through something uh, that was nothing short of monumental. And it wouldn't just change him, it would actually change history. And yet, we get to see how Jesus responded to the stress. He said, not my will, or not my desires, but yours be done. In other words, even though this is stressing me out to the point of sweating drops of blood, and I'm begging you not to make me go through with it, your will is what I want to do. I don't want to die, especially not in this way, but still, it's your will that needs to be done. This time of prayer was clearly a crucial moment of preparation for what was to come, for as soon as he finished, he was taken captive. When we experience stress, we need to follow suit. We need to pray. We need to stop and investigate it and wrestle with it. Why are we feeling this stress? Is it because we are at odds with ourselves or we're at odds with God's will? Is it because we don't want to do what God wants us to do? Or is it because we want to do what God doesn't want us to do? When we feel the stress, it's there for a reason, and we need to pray and seek God in it. But we don't stop there. We also need to resolve to do God's will in it. We seek his will, and then we submit to his authority in our lives. Just because something God wants you to do is bringing you stress doesn't mean you're not supposed to do it. Just look at Jesus. It probably just means that God wants you to be weak in it so that he can display his power through your life. Our daily scripture focus is 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 through 11, which we already shared earlier in the series. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in my weaknesses and insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties, for when I am weak, then I am strong. As we wrap up, I encourage you to take just a few minutes to think and pray through these things. First, conceptualize. Can you imagine yourself mentally wrestling with God over something? Can you think of something that you have in the past wrestled with him about? Second, reflect. Do you feel stress at this moment? Can you dig into it to see if you're at odds with something that God has asked you to do? Could there be something that you think God should be doing that he isn't? Is there something that you are doing that you know God doesn't want you to do? Or is there something that you want to do that he doesn't want to let you do? Third, repent. See yourself having a change of heart and having a change of mind about what God has entrusted to you. See yourself 
working through the agony and yet deciding in the end to do his will over your own. And finally, thank God. Thank God that Jesus knows what it means to experience stress. Thank God that he has given us stress to know when something is going on in our lives. And thank God that his plan for you is to draw you into the center of his perfect desire for your life, his perfect will for your life. God wants to draw you into that. 